This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. Lorraine from Canterbury Horticultural Society. The Green Thumbs have been out and about in Christchurch this month. Mm. And we're now just about getting set into summer. We are, and getting close to Christmas. Oh, my heavens, isn't it mad? Just crazy. Well, it it does get like that, doesn't it? But just to try not to get too stressed, I think that's the the key. Well, I think that's where the garden saves us all. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. Being out in the garden and and just chilling out and letting all your worries go for a oh, wee bit. That's exactly right. You know, <laughs> when you're out there pounding a weed to death, you think, you know, oh, you know, you know, you get you release a bit of that anxiety that builds mm. up at this time of year, and it clears it clears my mind. Does yeah, for me. That's anyway. right. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Well, November was not a very wet month at all, so um, I guess that Niwa is telling us all the truth, isn't it? Well, uh, yes. yes. So we'll just wait and see. But I bet you it'll rain over Christmas. Always does. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm being pessimistic, I know. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's good to get rain, though, I reckon. Nice. We oh, do, we do need rain, even in summer. Of course we do. We do. I we mean, do. I do love the rain because mm. the plants look so happy mm. when they've had... Now, the leaves mm. have had a wash and mm. all the dust has washed off them and everything. Yeah. And I just think, you know, yeah, yeah, they deserve... It gives them a good spring. I mean, it, it, it does, just it lifts, does, doesn't it? It does it lift, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah. So, if you can't, if we don't have rain, keep up the water. And I know mm. we're all starting to have to pay a bit of extra money for our water usage. Mm. So it's probably a good idea to start being really serious about our watering. Mm. You know, sort of this idea of just standing there with a hose and dribble, dribble, dribble... It makes you feel quite satisfied that you're doing something, mm. but you're not doing anything for the plant. You know, we should have got, we've got to really start thinking about watering sensibly. And all the experts have been telling us for years, water two or three times a week, good deep watering. Right. And then mulch on top. Right. Okay. Well, I know that's what they say, and it's what I haven't done, but it's what I am going to do because I... I'm going away for a month. Right. And I've got chickweed right through my um, herb garden. And I know, I mean, I go out every day and I take every little tiny bit that's popped up overnight. And it just seems to be endless. Right. So I'm going to lay down newspaper. Okay. Put mulch over the top. Oh, yeah. And then put my pot plants on top to hold it down so the birds don't steal all the mulch, mm. as they seem as to. As they do, yeah. Um, and, of course, the watering system there will keep my pots. And that's what I'm hoping mm. will keep they'll keep the, the, the weeds down. The weeds keep down. Keep the, the, the chickweed, chickweed down. But also it'll give me a place to put all my pots. Mm. So when I'm away, they'll get a decent water. Right. And it'll mean the herbs that are, I'm going to have to cut round to let them pop up through. I know it sounds ridiculous. We'll have, you know, a decent environment to grow into and they'll have some good water and everything. Okay. So it's a bit of a... It's, it's a bit of a... Um, a bit of a mission. It's going to be a bit of a mission, it. yes. It's going to be a mission. But never but, mind, it's the only way that right. I can see that that garden's going to survive. And the rest of the garden, we've we've organised a, a fairly good um, 
automatic watering system because oh, okay. you can buy the battery operated ones. Yeah, and as long as you go around and double check everything, mm. you, sh- you, sh- you should fingers crossed get through. Mm. Yeah, mm. So. sounds a good thing. I'd like to have a, a, one of those automatic ones, but. Hubby doesn't want to put one in, so... Well, you can put them in. I've put them in myself. Oh, OK. Yep. <laughs> they're not that difficult to do, but you do have to, you know... It's, 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 they're quite little and fiddly, some of the things with it. Oh, OK, yeah, right. Yeah. But oh, however, anyway, it's it's one of those things. It, right happen, it could happen. It could be a birthday present. Just think about <laughs> it. When next time he says, what would you like for your birthday, darling? Say, I'd like a watering system. <laughs> well, actually, I'd like one for Christmas, actually. Oh, well, there you are. This <laughs> yeah. great present. Yes, yeah. Yep. OK. Okay, so what are you planning on doing in your garden over Christmas, apart from sitting and having a nice glass of wine in the evening? Um, just admiring it, really, yeah. and keeping up with the watering and the weeds. Yeah. Because I think I've sort of got most of it sorted. Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. you got lots of Christmas lilies? No, I've only got three. But they are actually, they will be just about out. Yes. Sorry. Oh, they're lovely. It's lovely to see them, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got quite a few but All and right. they're growing really strongly, but mine mm. seem to luckily for me, seem to flower sort of the end of January. So I oh. get to see them later. I don't have any of those early flowering oh, okay. highly scented ones. Right, so. mine are highly scented mm. and they usually get them round about Christmas. Yep. So. That's why yep. they call Christmas Denise, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 So apart from mulching and watering deeply the only thing you can do if, if you're going away for a day or two or a week or two is have some friendly neighbours. Mm. Mm. You know, it's mm. quite good to have the neighbours pop in yeah. anyway. Yes. Isn't it? It is, yes. Um, and maybe they can have some something that's already grown absolutely. and they could mm. help themselves mm. do whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. it's good because, you know, yeah. once things start producing the, yes. their produce, yeah. If you don't keep picking it, mm. they'd think, yeah. oh, good, I've done my job. I can go back to sleep again. <laughs> don't they? So yeah, yeah. Um, I it's remember one year keep... she said to my sister, help yourself to the beans. And when I came back, the whole plant was covered in ginormous, heavy, you know, thick uh, beans. Right. And I said to her, I asked you to, I told you to pick the beans. She said, I came around once. And I thought, that's <laughs> somebody who doesn't know about gardening. You need to pick, you know. <laughs> keep picking. Yeah, yeah regularly yeah, to, keep, yeah. to keep your produce up. Exactly, Just, like courgettes, a bit like that too. Oh my heavens, you've yeah. got giant marrows overnight if you're not careful with courgettes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, yes, keeping an eye. The neighbours keep an eye. And, of course, mm-hmm. if they're seen popping in and out, it keeps other people mm-hmm. at bay as well. Yeah. That's right. Now, also, a little tip, don't forget to cancel your paper if you're going away. Right. There's no greater telltale sign there's no one around. If you've got papers piling up at the, up the gate. At the gate, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I know it's a bit of a hassle, but um, you it's, know, it's important, it's important, to, important do. to do. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I guess everyone's buying presents. So I guess don't forget, pot plants make fantastic gifts mm. and some beautiful pot plants around now isn't there my goodness me this when i think back to in the 70s when pot plants were last very in yeah the, the variety nowadays is oh. quite phenomenal oh it is it is yeah. totally totally out of this world really it, it is you yeah. know i mean yeah. back then you wouldn't get phenopsis orchids as, as easily as you do nowadays no heck no um, and the variety mm. of colors and, mm. and different shapes of them and everything mm. and I've, i've i went to a party recently that's a 60th birthday and they said no presents just but everybody turned up with a plant oh nice yeah just because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's no. too presenty does it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got to give something don't you well i think you do well you just yeah. feel they celebrate it yeah so 
so a pot plant, mm. nicely wrapped in Christmas paper. Oh, perfect. Perfect thing. Yeah. You can, and the yeah. covers all, all it um, does. budgets. I mean, mm. you can buy a little mm. succulent for 5 or $6, mm. or you can buy a ginormous... Monstera or something for two and a half thousand. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to think. Are they, are they that dear? Don't have to think small. <laughs> that's okay. what I'm going to say. Yeah, right. Um, okay. That's, yep. that's it. So, mm. yeah, that's what. That's what I think. That um, right is quite a nice thing. And anyway, and yep. we're going to talk to Hannah now from Flourish Foliage yep. in the Welder in mm-hmm. Well Street, mm. and she's got the most wonderful selection of wonderful. Plants. Different plants. She has. And gives amazing good um, advice on how to grow them and how to, yeah. to keep them healthy. Mm. So yeah. if you haven't got your some plants, you could maybe pop down there and get some before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, this morning I'm talking to Hannah, the lovely Hannah from Flourish Foliage in the Welder. Hannah, how are you today? I'm great, thank you, Ray. How are you? Oh, fantastic, but it's a bit warm these days, isn't it? Now, Hannah, you've got such a lovely business here. Give me a little bit of knowledge about your background. Um, Well, I actually trained as a primary teacher, and I taught as a primary teacher for 10 years. Um, I was looking for a change, and I set up one morning on Christmas Eve of 2018 and decided I was going to open up a plant shop and within the year I had done that so it was pretty exciting. Fantastic. I mean I was a primary school teacher too but I didn't wake up and make my decision quite so quickly to not be a teacher any longer. (laughs) It took me about three years but we eventually got there as to what I wanted to do but yeah that's exciting yeah. Oh great. Did you do any special training or has it just been learning as you've gone? Uh, Definitely learning as I go and as things, I mean, it picked up as a trend quite quickly over the um, last two or three years and so there was a lot of information out there and easily accessible and so I just kind of went with it and it's worked out really well. Well, we've been talking before you became on air, and you come from a gardening family anyway. I sure do, yep. So it um, runs in my grandparents' blood and through my stepdad and mum, um, not so much my dad, but um, <laughs> he can be forgiven for that. And so yeah, it's always been a big part of us growing up, so it's been really nice to be um, seeing that. And I guess if you broke up on Christmas Eve on 2018, it was getting quite timely because suddenly plants took off over and lockdowns. It really did, yes. So over the next year, I set up um, over winter, unfortunately, at the Art Centre Market once a month um, with my hot water bottle, jersey and puffer over top, (laughs) very cold, um, with a lot of help from my partner and my parents. And then um, I was offered a space at the welder because their florist had fallen through. And that was it. So November 2019 started in my own little space. And three years later, I've reopened in a bigger space in the welder and absolutely loving it. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And you have such exciting plants there too. Yes. And yeah, very, very tempting, something very different. Yeah. So I guess your love of indoor plants grew from what? Well, I bought my own house and wanted to decorate it, of course. And as I kind of got some inspiration from Instagram and um, I suppose magazines and things and noticed that plants were becoming a bit of a feature and then a lot of the people I followed on Instagram had plants in their spaces and I started to look into it and then one became two became three became a few more and I can't imagine my house without them anymore so it was a yeah a a really beautiful addition to home and it just softens everything with the nature and I really enjoy it. Yeah and they all say that they purify the air is that right? 
Well, yes, I'm sure. And I'm sure on mass they definitely do. Um, I think that some is better than none for purifying the air. So yeah, we can go with that. Yeah, well, that's very true because you know, yeah, it's a process, isn't it, of plants yes. growing helps that. Okay, the care of them, that's what a lot of people say to me. How can you care for all these plants? Um, I think one of the main things is watering. So people are always a little bit hesitant with how often to water them. Um, there are people who don't water them enough, which I like to call panic watering. And there are people who like to overwater them, which I call killing with kindness. So trying to find that happy medium, depending on the plant and depending on your environment of your house, is really important. And we can kind of go from there because it changes from person to person. Um, we've got really great little products like Aquasusty meters in store, which um, have a visual reminder so that you know when to uh, when to water some of those more expensive plants, maybe. Um, but yeah, you just need to get into a pattern and stick to it. Yeah, I tried. I tried to do that myself. I, I know it's important. And <laughs> the plants soon tell you when they haven't got the love. Yes, some of them definitely do. A peace lily is a good example where it just flattens itself. Um, there are other plants that their leaves curl up. I recommend when watering them is that you don't just pour a cup of water in, that you make sure that the entire pot is wet and drains out at the bottom again as well so that you know that everything in the root system has got a good drink. Yeah, yeah, I quite like, well, mine are getting a bit big now, to give them a shower, but I can't cut them to the shower anymore. <laughs> I know, it's a little bit tricky, but also a really good way of watering them because then you know they've all got a good dowsing and then just let them drain off and then pop them back in their pots. Yeah, yeah. great. Well... I guess the next thing that is always a problem with indoor plants is you don't quite know if they've got a disease or are they unhappy. Yes, so some telltale signs are browning or yellowing of the leaves. And so things to look at are your watering style. It may be too much or too little. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the plants tell you in the same way. They brown on the tips and so you've got to figure out whatever you're doing, try the opposite. Um, pests can be a real pain and if you notice any bugs in your Plants to make sure you isolate them and treat them appropriately. Um, fungus gnats are the painful little sticky flies that sit in front of your face. Um, they can be worked on with some hydrogen peroxide and some sticky yellow traps. Mealybug is, her is horrific. It's all fluffy and white and really spread, so you've got to make sure you look after them. But um, there are some really great products out there that won't harm your plants that you can um, get, get rid of them over a few cycles. And... Root rot's another one. So if you notice things are really unhappy, um, check the root system because it might be that the roots are starting to rot and you need to check on them first. And I guess that the roots get unhappy if they get pot-bound as well. Well, it depends on the um, type of plant, actually, right? Because the ZZ plant loves to be root-bound. Um, I think that the peace lily also loves to be root-bound and there are some others that survive okay. Um, in regards to repotting, it's really important to remember that you don't overwhelm the root system, so only... If you go up one or two pot sizes, it's always really helpful. Um, so, yeah, it can be definitely a problem, but also can be quite okay for the plant, so as per usual. Yeah. Well, I think that quite a lot of tropical plants grow in the sort of little holes and tree stumps and things, so they, they've actually got a natural sort of um, – they like that environment naturally, don't they? Exactly, the way epiphytes and whatnot. So, yes, um, definitely, and they do love humidity, those tropical plants. So something that we lack in Christchurch, so you might have to um, make your own, but – yeah, you can come, come around that. So do you recommend um, misting? Uh, yes and no. I think that misting kind of creates an environment 
at the time, but not necessarily ongoing, so sometimes it can't, isn't beneficial. Um, but if you miss relatively regularly, that could be really good for your plant. Um, I am the type of person that would forget to do that. So, <laughs> Yes, well, what happens then if you've got plants that need that sort of humidity and moisture? Do you just find somewhere else in the house to put them or...? Yes, you can do. You can pop them um, elsewhere in the house. Or um, another trick I like to do is clump those plants together because they kind of then oh. feed off each other, humidity-wise. Um, and then another uh, option is to get a, some, a tray of pebbles with some water underneath and then it evaporates around the plant so that it creates that kind of faux humid environment. Oh, of course, yes. You do see that occasionally around, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Never gave that a thought. <laughs> Great. Right. What would be your favourite plants? I think my favourite is the philodendron cordatum, the Hartley philodendron. Um, it is one of the easiest plants to look after. I inherited my 99-year-old great-aunt's one, so that's in my house and has been been in the same pot probably for the last 20 years um, and it's about three metres long. She used to call it the faux philodendron, but I'm pretty sure it's a Hartley philodendron. Um, and they are so good for beginners. They're easy to look after. Their leaves droop a little bit when they need to be watered, and they will just go and go and go. Oh, I've never seen one of these. I must come and have a look at one in your shop. I'll have to show you because I've always got them in stock because they're my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask you the next thing was plants for beginners. So obviously the the what the something heart shaped Hartley philodendron. philodendron is yes, yes. one of them. Yep. What about? Um, there's, it depends on, on how you want to look after them and kind of your ideas in your environment. Um, snake plants, the mother-in-law's tongue, often very, um, very popular for beginners because they don't need much watering. However, people don't always love the structural look of them. Um, another one, the ficus is a really good one. They're quite robust and they get really tall and they're easy to look after. And there are varieties of ficus. And... Oh... I have to edit this bit out because I've just forgotten what it was. Well, there's ones like Monstera that are very yeah, popular. Is that one? Yeah, Monstera, great. You need to um, remember that they will get very large over time, so it's kind of long-term. You might need to think about a bigger space for them, but also very easy. Do they all climb? Like, my one's climbing. Do they all climb? They don't all climb. Um, some of them have what I caught, some of them trail. Some of them have got a more structured trail, so they don't really hang down, but they hang out and down. Um, some are just upright and some, like the Monstera, do like to climb but in a structured upright manner. So it's very good to um, help them with that and tie them onto stakes and things like that so that they stay upright and don't sprawl. Mm. Yes, I've got mine on those um, coir. Perfect. And it's fascinating watching the roots going into yes. the coir, yeah. isn't yeah. it? It's not all plants do that, but some do, and so they kind of stabilise themselves, which is quite clever, really, isn't yes. it? Very, very clever. Yes. Very clever. This, this plant's going to have to go somewhere else soon, but that's <laughs> right. Um, ideal plants for presents for people. Oh, this is a tricky one in the sense that people who are avid plant collectors may already have a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing what the person you want to gift a plant, who you want to gift a plant to has already would be fantastic because then you can come in with some ideas. Um, for a beginner, some of the ones like I suggested, like the snake plant or the Hartley philodendron, the Hartley philodendron is a real winner with people because um, it's nice and full and lush. And for the avid plant collector, definitely do some research and then we can find something that's quite different in store and see what we've got. Yes, well, of course, Christmas is coming up and everybody gets desperate. What do you give an older person, usually, for 
somebody who's got everything, and quite often it's either a candle mm-hmm. or a plant. And I mean, I prefer always to get a plant, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, but um, I guess they can be gift wrapped and everything, can't they? Absolutely, they can be. Um, and I've also got in store at Flourish, there's a whole lot of um, accessories as well available. So if that person that you're um, is a bit tricky is an avid gardener, there's something to find for them, like whether it be a trowel or a kneeling pad. Um, or a pot just for those special indoor plants, we can always find you something. Mm, this was one thing I was going to ask about. Pots. What sort of pots are the ideal pots for, for indoor plants? This is um, an ongoing issue with the pot world. Um, the, the ideal pot has got drainage in it, so you're looking for something with a hole in a tray so that you can, uh, what do you call it, um, so that you can control the watering really easily. If a pot does not have a hole, then it would be wise to keep it in a nursery pot so that you can take the plant in and out so that you've got really good control over that watering so they're not susceptible to root rot or anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I think that's what I do. I get a nice pot and then I put it in, inside yeah. another pot inside yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because it is a bit easier, isn't it? 100%. Yep. And it's an ongoing cycle of finding the right pot to fit the nursery pot into. So we can, you're always welcome to bring it in and we can have a look around and, and check. That's great. Now, last thing to ask, any special potting blends that people should think about? Uh, yes, I would definitely recommend indoor plant mixes for your indoor plants because they differ from the outdoor versions. Um, there are some really cool ones out there. and I know Odoring stock a really lovely one, and I've, a lot of individual businesses stock them, so it's worth a, a bit of a Google or a um, look on social media um, because a lot of people are now starting to specialise into different indoor houseplant soils. So you might have something for an aroid mix or something for a um, cactus mix, and it's pretty exciting and tailors to the specific plant really nicely. Yeah, because, you know, if you, I guess it's like people, isn't it? One one size doesn't fit everything. One diet doesn't fit everything, does it? It sure doesn't, no. <laughs> well, Hannah, thank you so much. It's a lot of things to think about. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, a, a, a pot can or a plant can cost quite a bit of money. So it's nice that it's um, it's an investment. So it needs to be cared for carefully, doesn't exactly. it? I was about to say that it's definitely an investment and it can bring a lot of joy. And I find that people start off with one, get another and another, and that the excitement they have for being able to keep the first one alive. And, you know, it just kind of grows from there. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's, once again, a way of keeping our fingers in the soil, Absolutely. even if we just live in a, in a flat or exactly. a yeah. small place. Yeah. yeah. Connected with nature is really important. So it is. It's yes. healthy and yes. everything. Well, thank you very much. Thank and you. I'm going to go and spend some time browsing around your little shop now. You're more than welcome to. Thank you very Great. much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Well, Christmas is not that very far away. No, no. And um, I'm not going to be here, so this might be the last time I get together with you, actually, Lorraine. So I have to wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, same to you, Ray. Yeah. And hope you have a lovely holiday. Well, I hope all our listeners have a wonderful time. Enjoy their gardens. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the time, you know, you'll be out barbecuing and... Mm, And have have the family around. That's right. Yes. All that sort of thing. Enjoy your garden. And the Canterbury Horticulture Society has a fortnight closed. I mean, the kiosk is open and if you ever want to just wander in, if you're in the gardens, Mm. there'll always be somebody in there and something Mm. to see and Mm. it's somebody who can give you advice, but the office is closed for a fortnight over Christmas. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's just been another year. Wow. Where's the year gone? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Won't be very long and we'll be starting another year. Oh my goodness. We'll blink 23. Yeah, 2023. Wow. Yeah. So, as I said, we'll miss 
We'll wish all our listeners a very, very yes. Merry Christmas yes. and a safe and happy one. Exactly. Yep. Keep safe.